You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And when you really have it, and, and you can even listen to the evolution of the rappers, like listen to the Jay-Z's yeah. and they're like, man, I used to this, 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 this. Uh, but now that I have it, I don't want you to even know it. I'm trying to find ways to disguise it. Too late. Yeah. People followed you on your journey. They know you have it. You're a target. But even when they package it and you're able to see the evolution, mm -hmm. the young people think they still have that chance. Oh. They don't see it for like I keep, I probably said in a prior episode, I don't always need the experience. Sometimes I need your experience. Correct. Correct. Give me the outcome, give me the pros and the cons. And oh, I don't, oh, so when you ran head first into the door, that's what happened? Yes. I don't need a comparison store. I got it. But I wonder if the, the disconnection, which has been my experience, and mm -hmm. I know there are stories where, this, this, where it's different between that communication from one generation of fathers to the, to the son, and then as importantly, generation of father to another father that's bringing that son along. Did we, I, don't, I don't know that we've done a great job of communicating or instilling in them how, how important it is to not go through some things. Welcome to the Dear Son Podcast. This is a safe space where men share their fatherhood journey. These conversations are transparent and more importantly, vulnerable. Now, because each fatherhood story is situationally nuanced, some topics are heavier than others. The commonality found amongst all the guests is a genuine desire to help and inspire other men through telling their story. And now, here's your host, Derek Johns. Derek Johns. All righty, let's get it. Welcome to the Dear Son Show. We have conversations about fatherhood. It's for fathers, those with fathers, and the fatherless, so no one is left out. These are the conversations I would want my son to access as he matures through his teenage years into adulthood and he becomes the man that other men look up to. So no topics are off limits, man. I'm going to get right to it. Got my guy back in the studio, James Johnson. Welcome back to the show. Well, you are a co-host. That's what I said. My co-host <laughs> is back in the studio, uh, James Johnson. What's good, my brother? Thank you. Thank you. I'm good, brother. What's good? What's good? We alive, so... We yeah, are alive. You. We are alive, man. Help help the folks, uh, for the folks that, you know, some some people haven't watched it sequentially, right? So this might be the right. first time they're seeing you. Uh, who 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 are you, man? In terms of father, family, um, what's your family dynamic right now? Right now, <clears throat> married, uh, three three boys in the house mm -hmm. uh, and another male cousin. So he, and he's, you know, senior in high school. So right. four boys. 
in the house right now. Uh, big gap. Yep. So we got 17, 16, then we have six and four. So that know, reset button. Reset button. And they, they keep me honest on both <laughs> ends, trust me. Right, right. I um I'm trying to think of what the so there's a there, there's a rich history of you on this show. Your story, uh, I'll link it. Actually, I'll do one of those cards. Is it this hand or this hand? Somewhere <laughs> up here, there'll be a card to it's to his original um his original the original conversation that we had. Uh, so I want people to learn more about you. But um before we get into it, man, um how how you doing, man? How's your week? So far, so good, man. I'm I'm <clears throat> coming off a few <laughs> deep things and crazy things, but on the light side, okay. sports world, basically, you know, the oh. football season just jumped off real tough. So those that know me know this is, this is my season, but it is when we shine from NFL yeah. all the way down to college. Yeah. And the thing about it is the accent doesn't even give the team away. So, <laughs> so the accent that you hear is, is misleading. That sound like a little shade because we just beat your little team, but I get it. <laughs> beat my little team. Yeah, I get it. We're America's team, right? Now, I mean, America got its flaws. America yeah. got flaws, too. Got flaws, too. But you a big Bucks fan. That's right. That's we, right. Uh, you know. Hey. People, my expectations are set when it comes to the Cowboys. I'm not relinquishing them. I mean, you could be worse, like a, uh, the the Washington they still have, they play this year. Is the Washington, is the Washington team? Shade. Washington team playing this year? Lamont not gonna like that. Yeah, the Washington uh, used to be the Washington Redskins, and now they're the Washington what Commanders? Yeah, yeah. Fun fact: they're not like even in Washington. Yeah. Um, they're in Maryland, so they should be the Maryland somethings. For whatever that's worth. Most shade. Yeah, man. But uh, what you think, your boy? Your boy was you talking about shade? Your boy. You wish your boy went home and his wife told him he had to come back and play? That's how that went? You said what you got out of that that's conversation? How that <laughs> no, man, listen. That's how that went? That's a valuable lesson for life. Gentlemen, men, listen. If you meet a woman and you're doing a certain thing and she know you're great at it and this is what you're known to do, if she wants you to change, man, that woman not with you for you. If she can't let you be you and go be great and whoop these saints and go to this Super Bowl, is that woman your wife? Touche. Come on now. Maybe she knows Maybe if you didn't play 50 years, then maybe it's, you know. Hey. I don't know. No, I can't, I can't hate on Tom Brady, man. I mean, I can, but it's this doesn't change anything yeah. clearly. Yeah. No matter who he's playing for, he's gonna do what he's gonna do. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not I'm proud of that. I'm just my expectations are set. So it's really nothing <laughs> anybody can say to get some. You saw it. I mean, you yeah. saw I me. Mean? My man was gracious enough to bring us out to the uh to the patio at uh one of the local establishments. We watched the game. And we scored our first three, and I said, it's going to be 15-6. And it wasn't, <laughs> we didn't get the six. Right. But it, wasn't, it wasn't that far off. Right. So, uh, but yeah, man, sports, that's a, uh, I forget, even though I don't watch it a lot now, it's something yeah. about the time of year that's like, oh, at least there's something right. if I want to turn on the TV. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, my week was, my week is interesting. So, for, for timestamp uh, purposes, I'm, First time hearing it, I'm on my way out of corporate America um, by force and choice. I wanted to, uh, and then they helped me on my way out, which is a better situation for me and my family. Right. So I'm T minus two weeks, two Fridays. T minus <laughs> two, two Fridays left before I'm in the uh, entrepreneurial pool, which right. I'm excited about. Um, and what they say, the devil be busy. That would stay busy. That's Endlessly. not an excuse. Not an excuse. But right. we, we had some. We had some family medical concerns that um, 
the first the first assessment is that they're not as dire as we as they could have been. Which right. Thank God still, for that. Thank God. There's some, you know still some hurdles left uh, to get through that. Mm. And then yesterday, um, I was about to jump on a meeting yesterday evening. And my daughter called, and this you know how you look at the phone and you just know, man, <laughs> you just because normally yeah normally it's a text, and I don't you know I don't love my kids calling me, but it was just what I just when I saw the name come out, I was like, oh man, what, like what's going on there. Dad, my car stopped. What you, wait, <laughs> what you, you hit the brake? What you, right. What, what, what kind of stop? It's like, nah, my kid, it just stopped. I was like, oh, where are you? But so-and-so is over here looking at, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. He said his friend got a truck in. Whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again. What are we doing? But yeah, it might be RIP to that car. It's, it's, it served its purpose. Yeah. And uh, it's just the timing of it. It's funny to me, man. I'm not really, it, for me, it'd be more about the inconvenience than it really is a big problem, right? No, right. thank God. Um, you know, we're, we're, we we will be able to do something, um, put it back in something. You know what I'm saying? I find an 86 Chevy Celebrity somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first Build car. Build that character right quick. Yeah, get in there. That was my first car. So, um, you know, we'll get it We'll get it back on the road yeah. and running. She was safe. And when I got there and saw how it happened, she was at an intersection and stopped going in a yeah. turning lane. So it could have been very, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. Thank God for Jesus and for um, having a couple of dollars put away. Say, won't he do it? <laughs> Push my TV back another year. Yeah, all good. <laughs> all good. All good. Um, man, I want to talk about how we what we what are we teaching our sons. Sent you a te- text message on that. We didn't get into it. And for people that are just listening for the first time, th- there's not a lot of. Um, I don't send questions in advance. Uh, the topic will go out generally. Um, when it's top, when it's uh, topic specific, a lot of times we get to know men in their story. But I like to have, I like to get to understand the person and their frame of mind. Right. You in this case, uh, with the audience, but it, it's something that I'm struggling with. And you know, we've had some offline conversations, not really going too deep into it. But um, like, just what what are we teaching our sons, man? And I, it, it just first of all, I, I'll give you the floor. To how do you react to that? And we'll get into some, some specific things that we can kind of, uh, you know. Peel, peel the onion or, or get our thoughts off. But what are we teaching our sons, bro? It's funny you say that. Um, just like you said, typically <clears throat> a lot of people are like, man, I love the show because it's it's so unscripted and they don't know how honest that is. <laughs> like it's, it's and go. You know what I mean? And we start talking and they be like, man, I never think that. But when you did send me that topic, right? I looked at it and it triggered things in phases. Mm. I had an initial reaction to it. I thought about my kids watching me as a dad and as a father and as a husband, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, in the house. But it also triggered other things uh, in society, man, like yeah. what we're dealing with in the public, the general public. Mm-hmm. So my initial was, man, I'm teaching my sons to be a good dad and to protect the woman you love mm-hmm. or a woman you're responsible for at all costs. Right. We jokingly have a thing in my house where – uh, the kids would come up and they are hugging and kissing on their mom. And I'd be like, man, get off my wife. Right. Like, back up. That's like, <laughs> hey, jokingly teaching them, man, woman, a child, a kid, no kid. Yeah. That's mine. Yeah. Back up. Don't touch her. And first. Right. First. That relationship dictates how everything else happens. So exactly. That's no, so, no whole other topic. But. Which is needed. <laughs> we could get there. So then, you know, that that turns also into changing the narrative of kids seeing parents always arguing and at each other's throat. You know what I mean? So hopefully they, they get in that part. 
But then I thought about, man, I was I was riding and talking to my four and six year old and some of the comments they'll make. It'll make you self-check like, oh, Lord, did it get that from me? Right. So, you know, typically as a dad, we teach our, our sons and our family, but mainly our sons, stay on the ready. Mm-hmm. Be ready. Always be ready to go. Yeah. The problem with that is we don't teach the other side of the coin. When necessary, we forget to put that part on it. So now because we don't put the when necessary on it, they standing around, walking around in go mode all the time yep. now. So now we're in a we're in an era of this whole generation is constantly in go mode. Yeah. That that's interesting that you said that because as you were saying the other side of it, I'm thinking like the 80-20 rule that we apply that to everything, right? Mm-hmm. 20, well, it, it depends, right? 20% of the activity could be responsible for 80% of your revenue and business or vice versa. And it's that 20 that um that I think we kind of unconsciously lead them or leave it to life to teach them that part. Right. And those are the soft skills that you were that that I picked up for what you were saying that um hard doesn't always work. Tough doesn't always work. Right. Like th- this is a this is not a one size fits all. It's, it fits most scenarios, mm-hmm. but we got to get to those other scenarios, man. And, and one of those, one of those things is um music. Right. And, and music, it's always like I don't think there's an objective analysis or evaluation of any genre of music. Right? Mm-hmm. There's different different messaging, you know, uh, and and some of it's real, some of it is for for entertainment. But there was a time when we were in it, right? Oh. <laughs> right, where you couldn't tell us nothing about the music that we listened to, or it's, it's just music. And maybe to a large degree, it was. But like I always tell my children, daughters included. Everything that you put in your mind is subject to come out at some point. That yeah. you only can draw from what you put in it. Oh my god! So if you've only if you've only heard of these scenarios in music, when you get in one in real life, full full blast it, bro. You know that's what you're gonna default. <laughs> you, you, you're gonna immediately default to that. Yeah. There's no the modern music now, and that and again, I'm not attacking any particular genre. Just look at it across the board. Mm. Modern music right now, there's no. Conflict resolution. True. It yeah. ends with death or incarceration. Yeah. Period. Yeah. He played with me. I got to teach it. Yeah. Listen, there's a song that's that's going out right now, and I I pointed a lyric out to my wife. I I play the song a lot to this day, mm-hmm. but um, a portion of it is the guy say he got blood on his Jesus piece from another guy. Imagine the irony of. I got on an emblem, my jewelry. Oh, somebody is dying for my sayings. Right. Said they blood. And now I'm, I'm going to kill this man to the point where the residue splatters on the symbol of yeah. love and peace. Yeah. And love your brother. You understand? Yeah. So she was like, I didn't think about that. You just ruined that song for me. I can't play it no more. I was like, well, listen, think about the kids yeah. that haven't been taught to really look and listen to what's being Dumped into their brain. Yeah. All they know is bust him open. Yeah. Get him. Yeah. So now if you get him and you bust him open, consequence, repercussion, who talking about it? Yeah. So let's walk that. I mean, so that that's not a new, that's not a new lyric or a new um uh thought pattern scenario. I'm I'm struggling for the word, but that, that's not a new message. No. Yeah, new message in the song where um it's wordplay, mm-hmm. blood on my Jesus piece, but the suggestion that somebody's going to pay in blood or in death, decades been running. 
Right. When when uh when we were, and we're not far apart in age, when we were 15, I say 15 to 17, 14 to 14 to 17, I think that's a very critical, like in high school, maybe in 10th grade and going through uh graduation. Mm-hmm. What did what did that music mean to us? Let's be honest. Life. Mm-hmm. It was life. It was life. Mm-hmm. We talking <laughs> two live crew, we talking NWA. Yeah. We're talking about eight ball MJG yeah. MGK. Yeah. So think about the the early lyrics they had. Outcast, the Lynch Mob, the, Lynch Ice Mob. Cube. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. Before they got on yeah. knowledge itself, yeah. and hey, that ain't really the way. That's not the way anymore. Before that, yeah. the the raw street. We out here. Yeah, don't touch me. Do Do you ever feel like it? Um. Like it drove your decisions, and I'm I'm trying to I I want to say it never did, but it the the point of music is to change your mood right. or to bring you into a mood or enhance a mood that you're already in. Yeah. So for it not to impact you and you keep listening to it, I think that's that's um that's a conflicting thought. Right? I agree. But can, did you you ever have a um <laughs> a scenario where the music drove you to? To a person that you weren't, but just in that moment, <laughs> statute of limitations. Ain't nobody dead. I, what, no, no. <laughs> so I can honestly say, to an extent, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like you'll think about a scenario and split second. I can't let him play with me like that. He disrespected me. Come on, wait a minute. This person didn't touch me. <laughs> they didn't touch my loved ones. <laughs> right. This dude was walking by me and he bumped me a little harder than yeah. I thought it should have been. The ignorance of he trying to check you. Yeah. The music I was listening to at the time, yeah. that was unacceptable. Right. So absolutely. Absolutely. Even even spilled over into the dating world. You know, the courtship. Ooh, yeah. Open the door, buy some flowers, pay for the dinner, pay for the date. That's tricking. Hey, level, are you busting it open? We, we, we right, know. right. <laughs> what right. side of the spectrum are you exactly. on? Exactly. So that's that's weird, man. Because um, and I think I think a lot of it we got away with, uh, or it's not. Yes, yeah, there's, there's not a lot of evidence because of the area that we grew up in. Right, right. Like now with with camera phones, uh, even your watches. I mean, all of this stuff is is like real time telling, and they celebrate telling in real time. Like you got to be the first, you got to <laughs> yes. be the first to tell the, the dumb thing that happens, yes. whether you're associated with it or not. And I just wonder like how hypocritical I try to be mindful of that, mm-hmm. especially, well, I mean, with daughters and sons, but especially with sons, because I remember how you would assess the opportunity a certain woman. Right, right, like, right, oh, right. Oh, it's just she lived just with her mama. Her daddy ain't there. Her mom be working late. Like, it's, it's all these things. Yep. And even if your intentions are good, um, again, when you get in those situations, if you have no history, I think I think you you ultimately kind of kind of revert, revert to the to to whatever's been put in your head, whether it's music or movies. And I don't want to leave movies out, but um, like those things are impressionable. And I think it's I think it's um it is not, uh, it's irresponsible of us to suggest that it's just music. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's hypocritical because we went through it and now we're trying to pass on our experiences without our kids having experienced it. Um, right. But, you know, that that's that's one of the struggles because sometimes I, I catch myself in the car 
with I used to. Now, now my my radio stays on smooth jazz. Yeah, right? <laughs> it stays there. What's going on in my iPod might be different. Right. I mean, my my earpod might be different. iPod. Who's had one of those <laughs> this decade? But what's going on in my earpod might be different. But I just I try to have a clean slate. Come pick taking them to school, picking them up from school. Just just kind of get you. Here's some 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 instruments to get you get you right. Right. But um, but the, you know there were times when I caught myself you know listening to something whether it was current or old in my in the call of my kids and the message is all wrong, <laughs> and I'm I'm in it on the side. Like this was the one y'all just don't know. No, this is music. Right. The message is still messed up, but it's louder. I can't prefer, help it. Yeah, and I prefer that delivery, man. Um, but what what do you think? Like, you can't. Well, I mean, I guess you could ultimately control it, but they're so they have so much access to everything, all this information. Like, what, what's been what's been your approach or your struggle in trying to help delineate the difference between the two, or how, uh, at least at least guide them on how to ingest it and interpret it. My my issue or my battle, if you will, has always been my my approach. Uh, I've evolved. I can honestly say, thanks to my wife, my initial reaction is, nah, we're not doing that. Don't be so quick to shoot it down mm. <clears throat> because this is their culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle, uh, Luke T, said something recently. Uh, I'd say probably maybe two, three weeks ago. He prides himself on being uh, or not being one of these, as he called it, stay off my lawn OGs. You know, we were once as kids walking on people's yards just trying to go play some pickup game, football, et cetera. And we always thought the weirdos were the Mm -hmm. adults that were like, stay off my grass. Don't come in my yard with that. So now we remember how that felt. So now as we become adults, we become either the, I remember how that felt. Y'all can play in my yard mm. or you become the stay out of my yard. Don't touch my grass. Yeah. Without even realizing you came, you became that person. Right. So the same thing with music, with culture, with hairstyles, with every single adult that I know right now that has a teenager struggles with it's 100 degrees outside and our kids want to wear sweatshirts and hoodies. Make it make sense to me. Nice. And I had to stop saying, man, stop doing that. You look ridiculous. But if you really analyze it, if he don't wear the sweatshirt <laughs> or the hoodie, he's going to look ridiculous. Look at this lame-o, don't even have a hoodie. Yeah. And you're doing what your parents shoving on you, yeah. you know, trying to be like, hey, you need to do this. But that don't fit into their culture. Yeah. So now you're, in essence, making your kid a, a standout. He's being ostracized yeah. because you forcing what you got going on in your era yeah. 20, 30 years ago on this modern kid. And he miserable. Yeah. So my initial first time my, my oldest boy, 16 now, came and said, Dad, I want to grow my hair out. I'm not doing that. You go. And she kind of looked at me, my wife. So I stopped. I was like, the first stages were talk to your mama. If she with it, I'm with it. Right. Because I knew I wasn't prepared for the conversation because I was like, nah, we're not doing that. Yeah. So she was like, okay, walk him through it. And he did it. Yeah. I liked how it turned out. Yeah. So then I started taking that approach with, some of this other stuff, the music, some still go too far. Yeah. Like some things I'll never be like, yep, you're right. We're not doing that. Just don't even talk to me about it. We're not doing it. The hair thing is so uh, relatable because my, um, I felt like I lost control over what happens with my son's hair. <laughs> and I, I, I'll leave, that'll be the bound <laughs> for, that, for that emotion. Yeah. But like, but they had, 
long, like it was cool. Right. But my thing was, let's keep it together. Yeah. Right. So like the stating is I'm on camera looking crazy now. Going through my <laughs> going through my my meat, my uh third of a life crisis. This ain't mid. I'm in my forties. I'm gonna be about 120. Fuck it. That's that. what I'm yeah, talking about. This is my third, my third of a life crisis. I'm trying to uh, get this struggle flow together. But like my sons had long hair. Like my my youngest son, no, even even Donovan, my oldest son, who you've seen on the podcast, so you can see if you go back and check out the episodes. Um like his hair, you could pull it down to to the, to the middle of his back. Wow. Like at one time, right? And we came, we moved back to the states. We were living overseas. We moved back to the states. Um, at the end of his uh, second half of his of their first year in school, he wanted to cut it, right? And our pseudo argument, we didn't really argue about it. Was I felt like she had drilled into my wife had drilled into their head so much. Don't cut, don't cut, don't cut. That right. they they weren't going to know when they wanted to cut it. Right, <laughs> like right, this right, is just right, the right, thing. Right. And then they cut his hair. Uh, and then my younger son, I don't know if he was just following his older brother. They they were of the age where they could say they wanted to cut it. Right. But now he wants it back. So now he's trying to look like your son. Picking <laughs> 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 him up from school, they were looking like like almost twins. Right. But um. So so one of, one of the things about that grace and not being that stay off my lawn um, and how we deal with our kids. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel about, how, how do you assess the things that you give them? Are you conscious about the things that you give them? Because I know I default to, I ain't have it, so I want them to have it. Right. And I want to go to where that's too far, like where they, like where the material things go too far and become tragic. But do you, like, is that just me? No. And, and listen, here's the problem. It, it, I use them, believe it or not. I use each kid as my, my gauge. I can tell when I've gone too far when it becomes an expectation. Mm-hmm. When you start talking to me like I'm the hired help. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the kitchen and my six-year-old turn around and says to me, I need more milk. No, you don't. Who are you talking to, Claire? No, sir. Now you get water because, first of all, <laughs> you don't talk to me like that, sucker. So now we'll be in the car. And same thing, six-year-old or the four-year-old has the audacity to yell to the front seat, I need Wi-Fi. Again, you're not talking to me. So I use that as a gauge of when you start to expect yeah. these luxuries, when you start to expect things that I choose to do for you, like my parents used to tell us. I have to give you somewhere to live. Yeah. I have to feed you. I have to clothe you. Yeah. Everything else is a bonus. Yeah. So now these bonuses become expectations. It's like, oh, I'm doing too much. That that's where it is. And I think um it's even beyond it's even before what was a bonus for me becoming their expectation because my parents conditioned me to the point where I knew not to ask. <laughs> yes, sir. Ask for some Jordans. <laughs> ask for some Jordans. To. My mom can't hold them Jordan ass joints. <laughs> And they had the uh, like the, like the uh, twos and the three like the threes right yeah with the snake skin and all that yeah and then I had a partner that was um you know he's like no nah, man don't enjoy that Jordans he was standing me wrong too yeah. but like that was that, that was another thing like the, like I knew I was gonna have a place to like you said a place to live food yeah. you no know, had a gaming system and a couple games but the popular thing I already knew not that my my pops messed up one year. And promised to give me a pair of Timberland boots when they first came out. Oh. And this, this was crisscross, had everything to the back, and he was a super Tim. Yeah. And uh, he said, I can get them for Christmas. I was like, for real? But they came out 
January 9th or January 13th, like after Christmas. That was the release date. So I got a note saying I was going to get these things. Right. When he promised he didn't know how much they cost. And which was weird because it's not like internet back then and you just go oh. and pull up your phone and checking on some stuff. I right. was like, three things on my list. Tim- Timberlands and after that, it don't matter of the other two. Yeah. So he promised, we go to the store, get a new dress is $112.99. My pops was like, you going to wear these. He bought, I think he bought a size up. He was like, you going to wear these through college. <laughs> He's like, these your next four shoes, son. You going to wear these through college. <laughs> Hope you and, like them. And that I did. Again, these are super temps, like with the, like the six or eight inch, probably eight inch joints. So they not they not really year round even on the East Coast. Got no snow like, boots. Yeah, they 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 not they not really for that. So I had to you know sometimes I had to put my pants down over, put my pants inside of them. Yeah, you know, it was it was a whole thing. Oh yeah. But I say all that to say that I don't blink twice about getting my kids some drugs. Right. And they don't ask for it, which is why it's like, nah, this is this is what we do. <laughs> it ain't really. It's really what I do because my wife ain't like that. Right. She don't mind having 40 pairs of shoes, but they not going to be all about, is it like, that's not even her thing. It's like, are they cute? Right, 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 right. Me, I look at it like, nah, we don't do, nah, we don't do that. Yeah. yeah. We don't do them. <laughs> Which, you can do better than yeah, this. We'll, we'll, we'll trying to mold them. you. But have you, like, I don't know where I've gone to. I'm, I'm conscious of the line, right, of being cool and being the target. Mm. And that's part of my concern because, you know, um, I don't want my kids out here fighting for their life over right. some, over some shoes. Right. And um, like, what, what do you, what, how do you, when you assess, not even year to date, uh, coming to the child's life, child being born to date, have you been conscious of, of that? Because we got situations like I want to get into with the whole uh, uh, PNB rock, which might be unfortunately dated when this comes out because it seems like there's an occurrence every week. Oh, absolutely. So uh, likely there'll be a replacement story at right. the time that this is heard. But right. um making our kids targets, man, do you do you are you do you think about that? I I I do. I think about it as a as a whole for society more so than my household particularly. And what I mean is is like my my 16 year old I'm mindful of it seems like he's always just that's not his thing. Mm-hmm. Like some of the things that kids do or want or ask for that make them a target. We went through a phase of trying to almost force it on him. Like <laughs> case in point, last year, last school year, uh, my wife went through his room. I don't know, maybe almost around the holiday time. And she found all of these brand new <laughs> These brand new clothes that still had tags on them. Mm. She was furious. Mm. I bought you this full wardrobe and you wear two, three things to school. What we doing? Yep. She thought she was punishing him by saying, I'm not buying nothing else. You're going to wear this, this, this. She went and bought him like a bunch of athletic shorts mm-hmm. and T-shirts. Don't threaten me with a good time. sweet spot. He wore that every day. So again, who coming after the kid with some... Nike shorts and a t-shirt and a hoodie on and some shoes. So he finally catching it now. What has me worried more so than anything now about being a target, he's finally trying to get into driving. I'm trying to find a stick shift (laughs) two-seater with one door (laughs) on it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Because I'm fearful of 
me and my crew about to go do this. Yeah. Me and my crew about to jump in the car, jump out in the city. Yep. Now you're going to other parts of town that you're not familiar with. Yep. You got a squad with you or a group of guys with you. Y'all all the same age. This all y'all's first chance or opportunity to be out in the public without your parents. Mm-hmm. And you know how that influence is. It's different. We take them and drop them off somewhere. Yep. It ends because we're coming back to pick them up. Somebody's parent is. Yep. But now you're solely on your home schedule. Yep. You're driving yourself there. I don't know who's with you. I don't know how long you're going to be there. And then you got to make it back out of there. Yep. That's I'm, I'm more afraid of that yeah. than the clothing or the shoes thing at this point because it's coming. Yeah. They homecoming jumping off in a couple of weeks. This happening, that's happening. It's like, oh. And I remember, because I was the guy that consistently had a car. Right. And I had a, I had a four-door. I had a family car. See? <laughs> right. My, I didn't have a cool car. Right. I tried to put some uh, some five-star rims on it, and, you know, that that just let people know that it was, that one was exactly my car. Didn't right. It that was cool. <laughs> but we, we dealing with that. We, I guess to a degree, my oldest is 19 now. So she started driving late. She only started driving at 18. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have that high school deal where, are you at school? Right. Like, oh my God. Are you going here after school? Are you, you know, because I, I, you know, again, like I had a car 11th grade and 12th grade mm-hmm. after school. You kind of know the dynamic. Oh, your parents get home at what time? Or your mom or your dad get home at what time? Yes, sir. Oh, we got an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we got yeah. an hour and a half to get to whatever. And sometimes it's the um, not being the best decision maker when you let that other person in the car that's new. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You don't know all of their tendencies and then they, they're in the backseat trying to light up or dream Man, or do whatever. Right. And now that's all on them, which is all on us as the parent. Correct. That that definitely scares me. One thing you, you mentioned, like now you got a crew and you're going out. I think by and large, at least in my circle, we address that from a, what is your threat to the police? Mm. What do they see? Mm. I don't really... Recall again, because my my son, they they rather be on the game than actually leave the house and be out and about exploring. Right. But that threat within our community or that perceived threat, I don't know that we talk about that enough, right? Because you said you're going to another neighborhood, you're going over here, you're going over, and, and then again with all of this, this my hood, this my people, we don't really be owning nothing. Like, Correct. <laughs> like you Correct. own, you are. Claiming that you're protecting the street that you have no rights to zero, <laughs> and they're gonna come get you off of there in a minute. Right. But when but when you start when they start getting around people that aren't influenced the same way that they are, that definitely terrifies me because again, like I don't want my I don't want my son. I don't want my son looking for fights. Definitely right. want them to be able to protect themselves and, and, and get up out of there as they need to. But when you get around a group of guys that have less to live for correct, because of their uh, lack of opportunities. And, and that's a real thing. So you can't, you can't, you can't really write it off or, or, or ignore it. Then what? Then what? You know what I'm saying? What do you do? Yeah. Where is, or what's the plan for conflict resolution? I, yeah. That sounds so cliche, man, but it's so necessary. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's the part that needs to be discussed more frequently, man. Like, what do you do? When the pressure hit, yeah. What do you do when this other side, he's just not backing down, yeah. And you know for a fact this really don't make sense, but I can't stand here and be your 
whooping toy. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So now the whole, you don't know where it's rooted. What did the music say? Right. Like, in his mind, he just listened to murder, murder, kill, kill. You know what I mean? So his testosterone off the charts. Yep. Well, again, the mentality of of my oldest son, he's not wired like I'm wired yeah. in that area. Thank God. Yeah, let's go. You know, like, I can only go the other way so much. Yeah. But him, I feel like, because I'm not, I don't ever want to be the parent. Well, not my son. Yeah. He would never. You don't know what your kid will do yeah. when the pressure hit him. I don't want him to find out what that looks like for the first time out in a real pressure situation yeah. or surrounded by ignorance. Yeah. You know, you in a you with a peaceful crew, if that's what your crew own, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully, thank God. Right. But you come across, like you said, the knucklehead, the whatever it is, have, have not. I don't, I don't care what caused it. Is here now. Yep. And they not backing down. I've been to jail. I go back. Until you 16. None of these kids been to jail. Right. They their dads and moms. No, nobody been to jail, thank God. So that's not their reality. Yeah. And it's it's tricky because you don't want to make it their reality. Like you just don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that they shelter to a fault of this this fake good life and life don't happen. Yeah. I talk to my kid, my, especially my 16 year old about homelessness all the time. Yeah. And even threatening with the son, I'm not above you being under the bridge. Now I go help you pick the best box you ever seen in your life. Buy you a box of chicken and we can sit down and eat every Friday. Letting them know, don't ever think what your parents have got going on is going to automatically trickle down to you well off or you're great. <laughs> yeah. You are to an extent, but that's not for you to focus on. Yeah. You know, I don't ever want to convey that thought as a child. You're covered. You're taken care of. But don't feel like you don't have to do the work because eventually where we stop, you pick up. Yeah. So if I didn't instill in you that my phase out point is your not beginning point, you're supposed to start while I'm still grinding. So by the time I do phase out and it's time for me to sit down. You taking out, you running, just yeah. like a relay race. They don't wait to the baton in their hand to take off. Both people running. Excellent analogy. And now you get this baton now that I see you're up to speed yep. and you take it from here. It's and the same yell, thing. Go, yes. go, go. It's the same thing. That the word that, that jumped out of me was shelter, man, because that's that's they, they, my kids had lived a very sheltered life. And I did to a degree growing up. Mm-hmm. But I know me, I was curious. Right. What's out there? Right. By the time I got a car, my pops was coming home. I'm heading to to the hood. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, right. that's what that's where my friend. And it's not in terms of like impoverished or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But there was a stretch of a uh, a street. Yeah. That various sections of that street were were very active, and that's just you know through my friends. I met those other people and I never really had problems with them, but it was always intriguing to me. But I had it in that process. I, d- I developed the street sense. It mm-hmm. gave me like that, that, oh, my spidey sense is tingling. Like right. this is, this is about to happen. I need to get up out of here. Then right. I always get up out of there, you know, at the right time, all the time. My kids ain't got that. No, they don't have none of that. No. So when they, when they go looking for it, it's going to be more, um, I don't want that intrigue to land them, Horizontal, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, in the box. Right. 
Man, and, and just I, I mentioned earlier, um, we're talking about making them a target and things like that and, and not forcing them into a position where uh, we want them to have the things or the look that we didn't have. Mm-hmm. We look at these um, young black brothers in the music industry where, they are, where their persona is as important as the music. Right, right. So they right. gotta, they always gotta be on. Feel like they always gotta be on. They gotta be in the show. And I've never been there, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this is my perspective of it. But, the, but that being on and being in character can cost you your life. Absolutely. Like we just saw with the with the PNB Rock uh, situation at the time of this recording was a few days ago, where in this, all the details are not clear, and I am not one to go down the rabbit hole to find out why a black man got killed for the entertainment aspect of it. Right. Like I don't, he got killed. Right. It happened, why it happened, those are the things. Right. Like all right. of the stories back to it, though the beef, they had this exchange. I'm not looking for the entertainment aspect of it. I'm looking like, God, Lee, like, like how does it, how does it stop? And I And I just wonder how much of that is Influence, and, and and the source of that influence. Because again, I'm not, I'm not I'm over forty. Not to stay off. I, I actually can't am to stay off my grass. <laughs> at, at my other house, the grass channels out here in, in Texas. Yeah. But but in terms of writing people off because they're listening to it or that's what they enjoy, right. I'm not that guy at all. Right. But goes in your mind enough, like. There's a source of influence. Right. I don't think you're just born in everything in your life happens without some influence in some kind of way, right? And, mm-hmm. and if you're fortunate enough to have more positive sources than negative, hopefully it outweighs. But that bravado, and he wasn't a big guy. Right. When you're looking, because I wasn't familiar with him at all. And like, I'm just not the audience, so it's not hate. I wasn't familiar with him. Like, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. I right. knew the name. Same. Most of them, I can't. I can't associated name with a picture. But if you make it to that point of perceived success or real success, the money followed it. Like what is, what is that? How do we get that pride piece out to where um, we can have the conversations without it escalating? Now the person had the wrong intent and the wrong intent. They were going to do what they're going to do. Right. They did it. Right. Parts of the story that I heard is that there was some escalation and we can remove PNB rock from the scenario. Right. Like it happens. Right. 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 If, you know, the Pee Wee League. <laughs> right. That's probably right. a way better, not better, but a more um, baseline example. Yes. As opposed to, oh, what do you expect? Yeah. This guy's a millionaire. Because that wasn't money. If we yeah. take this. Because, oh, it was a robbery and they stole his jewelry. Yeah. Well, let's remove those yeah. components. And let's, as you stated, why is this happening at the Pee Wee Football League? Yeah. Why are they fighting at the six, seven-year-old, nine-year-old football game in the middle of the field? And not just one instance. Here in Dallas, that, that was on the news like three weekends in a row. Wow. This was going on. So, and that's not the best, Dallas, because, buddy, they, that's they, they'll come get me. Mm-hmm. Um, but- it's it's a it's it's a combination of a lot of different things that I feel like um, we have to find a way to first we have to teach as you stated balance 
everything going in is the negative, the bad, the the what are you doing to counteract? Right. What are you doing that's offsets that? You know, if you're eating sugar every day, what's the bitter? Right. If you're always on the bitter, what's the sweet? Right. You know, you have to get your your opposite. And like you say, we can't cut people off that's on that because I'd have nobody. <laughs> nobody. Some of the most professional and executive and well-off people I know, if <laughs> if you could hear their playlist, it'll, <laughs> right. it'll make you blush. Right. So it's just it's just a part of, but they do a good job of the balance. Right. They listen to classic. They listen to jazz. They listen to R&B, rock, country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So our exposure to the generation that's solely on uh, this hardcore type of music. Because, yeah. again, it's not a bad thing. Mix it up, though. So you don't think that's the only thing that exists. Yeah. Um, but also the look at me that we we develop out of the culture, not just from music, but just from the have not or just the society that we live in. We praise the haves. Yeah. Uh, for the wrong reason. You know, some of the most powerful people in the world, not just our country, if you looked at them, if you ran into them in Walmart, you wouldn't know. Right. You know what I mean? Right. They, they're not seeking to be seen. They're good with being the decision maker behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Whereas those that really don't have it, the empty cage rattles most when, makes the most noise when rattles. Same thing. Yeah. If you get a little money, a couple of dollars in your pocket, you start to try to do things to where if somebody just look at you, they feel like you have more going on than you really do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's human nature. But then when you really have it, and, and you can even listen to the evolution of the rappers, like listen to the Jay-Z's yeah. and they're like, man, I used to this, 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 this. Uh, but now that I have it, I don't want you to even know it. I'm trying to find ways to disguise it. Too late. Yeah. People followed you on your journey. They know you have it. You're a target. What? That... Best rapper alive. I mean, this is the data side. But um, even even in that example, which is mm-hmm. a great example, not because it was just AZ, who's the best rapper alive, <laughs> um, possibly ever, Rock and Messiah, we'll never think. Um, these are rappers from New York. I know you from New York. Well, we're going to put a pin in it because <laughs> I see what you're trying to do. I, I, I almost jumped yeah, in, I, but I, I'm, I'm leaving. I was, I was baiting you a little bit. Because I got some people that'll yeah. jump out there with him. That's because what you did to my cowboy. But... Um, <laughs> But even when they package it and you're able to see the evolution, Mm -hmm. the young people think they still have that chance. They don't see it for it. Like I keep, I probably said in a prior episode, I don't always need the experience. Sometimes I need your experience. Correct. Correct. Give me the outcome, give me the pros and the cons. And oh, I don't, oh, so when you ran head first into the door, that's what happened? Yes. I don't need a comparison store. I got it. But I wonder if the the disconnection, which has been my experience, and mm-hmm. I know there are stories where this is where it's different between that communication from one generation of fathers to the to the son, and then as importantly, generation of father to another father that's bringing that son along. Did we? I don't. I don't know that we've done a great job of communicating, or instilling in them how how important it is to not go through some things right to not have these things in common right 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 they're talking points they're 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 trauma bonds really like when these things when the negative things are, are how you connect with people 
But even when somebody as respected in an industry, stand with the Jay-Z analogy, mm-hmm. an analogy or example, we don't want to hear it. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, but, yeah, but. Always. And I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answer for that. And if this is the first time you listen to this, the show is not about having all the answers. It's about having a conversation that prompts you to, to, to look at yourself and have these conversations in your homes and your community. But I don't know why we like that. It's not just the sons. That's my oldest daughter. Like, that's the, she's the, yeah, but I'm also going to go do this. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then as an adult, it, it's more complicated because they're an adult. They just don't understand the consequences that follow because they've been sheltered. They've been, <laughs> they, they've been pampered. They've been. And, and <clears throat> I'll, I'll even take it to a primitive example. Mm. It's, it's, um, I used to raise, <laughs> I used to breed and raise dogs growing up. Mm. Right. So there were characteristics that certain breeds or bloodlines had that you had to be aware of. <clears throat> you, you eventually try to breed it out if it's undesirable, uh, those traits and characteristics. Or if there are certain traits and characteristics you are looking for, you breed, breed it in. You know wow. what I mean? So I think our culture as a people, we're so saturated with this this drive of I got to go test this out. I got to figure this out. I got to do this. Mm. Um, I'm not going to say every person is a go-getter naturally, but it could be a go-getter in the wrong way. Mm. You know, you're not necessarily trying to be gainfully employed or use this for the positive. It's kind of like a use your powers for bad type right. deal. Uh, you're brilliant, but you're a brilliant criminal. Right. You're brilliant, but you're brilliantly getting away with manipulating people or using people. Or finding a way to not do anything. Or finding a way to do something the wrong way. You're brilliant. You're, (laughs) some things I hear some people say, I'd be like, man, if you would, if you'll turn that thing around and go the other way, man, your name will ring in record books for the rest of your life. Right. But that's not the interest. The interest is what I've picked up as a child from the time I hit the ground running to now the things I've been exposed to and I naturally, I'm naturally drawn to now, it calls my name. And because it calls my name, if it's bad, it's bad. So even if we take the sheltered route yeah. and we're showing these kids this, 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 if it's foreign to their bloodline, if you will, yeah. or their natural drive, you eventually find yourself. Yeah. All you can do is hopefully put some things in there for them to mix in with it later and to counter what they're naturally drawn to. So that's like, I know, I know you're going to punch somebody in the face one day. It's coming. But I want you to also have that remorse. I want you to also be able to go back and see the wrong in where you could have went the other way. Mm-hmm. So hopefully if I at least get that piece in you, if you do it once, you're not habitual. Yeah. You're not going to do it a thousand times. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess up. But I'm hoping to put enough in you and steal enough in you to where it's like, ah, this not right. I have to find a way to get this out of me yeah. because you have to get it out of you. Other people can't say that's enough. You've been mean long enough. That's not how it works. Yeah. I think as you, as I was ingesting what you were saying, mm-hmm. one thing that jumped out of me is 
this whole thing is about what are we teaching our sons in, in actions. Actions speak louder than words. Actions are more memorable. You know, people they say people remember what you how you made them feel, right? Yep. And and those are those are the those that's true for children, um, sons and daughters. Um I wonder if let me back up. Part of those actions that I think we um we overlook mm-hmm. as men, even when we're the most intentional about teaching our sons how to be men, and that's again, not we don't exclude daughters, but it's a very focused conversation about raising young boys to come in. Um, they uh, they uh, they understand us by our behavior, our activity, right? So even those times we pull them aside and say, hey, son, you should have done this. They're comparing that to what they saw us do. Yes. Right? So when you said remorse, what I instantly thought of was how often we apologize to our son. Or, and I remember specifically one time that um, my pops apologized to me. Last time I got a whoop, I think I was uh, I was in eighth grade, so I was like 13, mm-hmm. 12 or 13. And he realized the whipping wasn't having the effect that he thought it should. And that right. I was at an age where maybe that was a different way. Right. And he was whipping me and then he cried. Right, right, right. And then he came and apologized to me. He said, I was making you feel like less of a man. man. That's never the intent. Man. Like he, he wanted to discipline me for sure, but that was default. Right. But at some point, even if it's not physical, if, if the discipline is always, I'm going to take TV out your room. Eventually you learn how to live without the TV. With, with TV in the room. And I'm not talking about abuse <laughs> by, by the standards of men. <laughs> by the standards of men. Uh, today, ooh, Lord oh. have mercy. You're scared to look at your kid wrong. Some right. people are going to jail. But like that, that was a more memorable man-to-man moment in my relationship with my father than to until we probably, until the time when we had the conversation on this podcast mm-hmm. a year ago now. Right, right. We, what we talked about, well, I saw you like this. As men, we talked about that. But again, he didn't have a role model when he became a man. He didn't have a father. Like his father right. died when he was 20 or 21. And he never knew his grandfather. So I think his father's father died before his father was a man. Right. right. So th- there's this right. history of, and you talked about the race, baton, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> here you go. Figure out how to be go, a dad, but, but ain't nobody saying go no more. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. They, they handed it off probably before they got the top speed. So using your analogy, they, they still in the block or they're still at a stance where they're waiting for the baton. And you imagine somebody running up on a full speed and then they start running, God. right? Yep. That's a that's a calamity. There's a collision, and um, I, I I know I know I'm not always um, the quickest to apologize to my son, but I have started doing it more recently. Right, right. More importantly, I try to think through my behavior before it requires before I go off and it requires uh, an, an apology. Right. What's your thought? I mean, I know we're gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap soon, but um, I, I really want to leave the listening audience, men, to take an assessment and act accordingly and adjust accordingly, and women to have a a perspective of that male thought pattern and, and why sometimes we are the way that we are. Man, how do you? How do you? What's your position on 
addressing what we're teaching our fathers when we're teaching the wrong thing, thing through words or action? I feel like the biggest thing that jumps out, like what you were just saying, is is just that accountability, man, of, of like, it's hard because a lot of things you know you're not supposed to do it this way. You know there's a better way, but you just, it's an easier said than done type thing, yeah. right? So you're standing back and you're looking and it's like, hey, you know you're not supposed to do this to your son and you walk away, you know? So then it leaves a lot of room for things that should be apologized for. So there's two problems with that. Notice I said should. The yeah. first problem is you're still doing it. So there's still a lot of mistakes happening that need apologies. That's the first issue. Yeah. The second issue is, okay, we're here. The mistake took place, but you're still not apologizing. Those are two problems. Yeah. So guess what? Now this young man is going to go out into the world and he'll wrecking ball because even if I know I should not be doing this, if I do it, all I'm all I have to do is say I'm sorry. Be mindful of that as well, mm -hmm. of having different approaches to issues or shortcomings. If I mess over you and I'm sorry, I mess over you again, I'm sorry. I leave you hanging, I'm sorry. Yep. Guess what? Keep it. Means nothing. You devalued it. Yep. You know, so now your son is going around in society. Hurting people, using people, manipulating people. And then when they get caught, I'm sorry. Yep. Are you sorry you did it? Or are you sorry I caught you? It's Take a difference. Yep. So now we're creating a whole nother problem that we thought we were fixing it. It's kind of like meds. This will lower your blood pressure, but your lips going to swell. <laughs> and you also might die. <laughs> you might die. Yeah. If your liver fall out your body, call this number. Right. So it's the same thing. We have to find a healthy way to... Like you said, nip it in the bud, fix it before it happens. Yeah. Like you said, you're actively thinking about your actions before you do it to where it doesn't even warrant an apology. I did hopefully. it the right way, yeah. hopefully, right? Yeah. So I'm, I still struggle with this to this day. Yeah. Um, such a passionate person, and that's not an excuse. I'm working on it. Yeah. But man, I've been like this. There's that excuse. But like this my whole life. I don't make it right, young man. Wow. You see how even even if you're in the undoing phase, that kind of overlaps with your parenting phase and you still not right. You still not in the place where you want to point them. Right. And they're right. seeing it. Right. They watching. Oof. The things that I, you know what my honest, my honest foolproof check is the things I hear come out of my son's mouth. Because I'm almost certain. I can hear what they say and know who they got it from. Either me or my wife. Yep. More often me than her. And there, there have been times I've heard some things that made me say, oh, I got to tighten up. Yeah, I'm a trash talker by, by nature, you know, sports and what have you. But I don't necessarily want my kids to pick that up in some of the areas they're using it in. So that's the yep. habit. You see dad do X, Y, Z, you do it. Whoa, son, we don't do that here. Yeah. <laughs> Especially place. with you, because like you're like, you're, you generally want the energy to be up around you. You yes. don't come in, I, I don't want to see you mad. Right. I don't want you to see me <laughs> mad. Like, I don't, right. that's not what we're looking for. But when the children see that 
and then see the audience of other adults reacting to that. And, oh, James, you funny. And they, right. they celebrating you for that. Right. Now they, they take that and apply it in a place where it's not going to be celebrated. Right. Man, that's a, man, we're going right. to have to get in a whole nother, uh, we are because that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. And I have instances of that from family members. The the world, I'm talking preachers and mm. dads and uncles, and the world thought they were great and funny and interactive and very here yeah. with what they had going on in their lives. But then when they got home, the family couldn't say the same. You know what I mean? They were like, yeah, he bitter, dry, and cold at the house. He yeah. tired. He burned out, probably. Not to give those people excuses. I'm yeah. not that way. I'm yeah. I'm this round the clock. Yeah. But, you know, but, yeah. but the other part of it is because it happened in the house, it has to stay in the house. Yes. All right, people. We gonna um we are going to uh uh in this chapter, because I feel like that's like this is a book, this is a series, this is this is ongoing. You're a co-host at this point. Um I'm with it. A lot to think about. A lot to think about. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, we see some comments about what you were, how you interpreted the conversation in real time. If you haven't, go and download those from your brain and put them in the comments now. Um, if you're not following, I should have said that earlier, please do that. Helps. It may seem like a very small thing to check that box if you're uh, on whatever platform, if you're listening. Uh, if you're on Apple uh, Podcasts, if you leave a rating, that does wonders. You would never, you, it, I'm telling you, because you probably don't know what it does for a podcaster. If you're on YouTube, um, of course, subscribe. We want to get the community up because we're here to help. That's the whole point. I here to help. I don't know if you can actually see it, but that's that's what my shirt says. And that's um, that's essentially what this platform is about. Of course, it's through the lens of fatherhood. Uh, I am a black father, so that's my perspective. Um, you'll see different perspective from other guests on the show. But uh, we, we, we definitely wanted to be a helpful platform. Uh, so make sure that you're following it and you subscribe and all of that. One thing that I want to incorporate, uh, because I am transitioning into, uh, you know, running a business full time as a primary source of income is shouting out, shouting out other businesses. And I don't have to reach for one today because my good brother across the table owns business with his wife. So I want you to go ahead and plug that and we'll make it um, a point to plug other small and large, medium sized black owned businesses. Uh, and if that rap, that rubs you the wrong way, I mean, buy black anyway. But go ahead, my brother. I appreciate that, brother. <laughs> um, my wife and I, we have a a chiropractic clinic. It's Flexion Chiropractic, F-L-E-X-X-I-O-N. Flexion Chiropractic. We're located in Arlington, Texas, uh, 1201 North Watson Road. Uh, if you're in the Dallas area, you're familiar with Six Flags. We're at 360 and Avenue J. It's literally a block north of Six Flags where 360 and 30 is. So um, come check us out. We, yeah. We wide open. Yep. If you were walking, leaning to the side like I was last week, get <laughs> straightened out. And before you start leaning to the side, go in there and get uh, get healthy, get on, the, get on the program to keep you, um, keep your body right, man. It, it, all of that means so much more at this stage because you can wake up in the morning and have a two day, a two day out because you, you reach for something the wrong way. Right. Um, like I did right. two weeks ago. I can keep you guys. Um, meet us in the comments. We appreciate you guys. God bless you. Peace. The Dear Son Podcast is produced by D. John's Live Studios. All rights reserved. 
Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.